Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by... I actually met my wife on CatholicSingles.com, if you can believe that. Really? And about Yes, I had never done that before. Didn't have any problems with dating. Natalie and Aaron met on CatholicSingles.com after they realized that they needed to find someone who shared their faith. Meet other faithful Catholics on the original Catholic dating site. Download our app today for free. Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seen the rise in mindfulness meditation, but not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, Hollow is here to help. Hollow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with God through audio-guided contemplative prayer sessions. From meditations on the daily gospel to the rosary to daily examines, Hollow has something for everyone. Hollow is the number one Catholic app in the U.S. It is free to download and has permanently free content, but you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days, risk-free, by signing up at www.hollow.com. Dot app slash breadbox. Judy Hare was a bankrupt, homeless, drug-addicted college dropout on the brink of divorce, but is now a seminary graduate and devoted wife and mother of four children. What happened? Find out in her autobiography, Shattered, How God Restored My Heart and Life. Her journey of faith has been called brutally honest, truly inspiring, profound, heartbreaking, and life-changing. Shattered is available now for only $15 on her website, judyhair.com, on amazon.com, or at your local Catholic bookstore. As Judy says, it is never too late to become the person you deserve and desire to be. So stop wishing for change and start doing something about it by reserving your copy of Shattered Today. Welcome to Journey with Judy, a weekly podcast filled with faith-infused inspiration, information, and an opportunity for implementation. Now, here is speaker, coach, author, and host, Judy Hare. Welcome, you are journeying with Judy on the Journey with Judy podcast, and we are still in 2020. Uh, The good news about 2020, my friends, is that we are seeing with greater clarity. We are just praying for vision to see everything through a lens of faith um, and love and grace, and we know, Father, that you're working all that out. So we pray to just see clearly everything that might be a little cloudy. We just trust that you're going to clear that up. And so our topic for tonight is the Beatitudes, right? Blessed are we. That's what Jesus said on the Sermon of the Mount. He said, blessed are we. And when I think of blessed, I think of happy. And that song came to mind. Join me. If you're happy and you know it, right? If you're happy and you know it, And then you stomp your feet and you shout about. Well, I just want to show you why I was so blessed today because look what I got in the mail. Do you see what this is? My friends, these are wicked whoopies. 
Okay, a wick, have you ever been to Maine? Give me a head nod. Okay, I, I've never been to Maine. A friend of mine said, if you've never had a wicked whoopee, I'm gonna send you one. She didn't send me one, she sent me 12. And three are gone because I'm giving away, I'm giving them away generously because here's what you don't know about Judy Hare is if I eat one of them, I eat all of them. Because one is too many and a million ain't never enough. And so I'm gonna wait till there's one left and then I'll probably chew the cardboard. Anyway, the fact is, is if we're happy and we know it, we clap our hands. And the definition of happiness, I was so happy when I got that. And just like our typical happiness, it's fleeting, right? Because happiness by definition is positive emotions ranging from contentment to intense joy. Now, little clue into the hair household, we got a happiness shelf life of about 60 seconds, right? 60 seconds is about how long we stay happy. Now, my family has always been my best material, and as we are continuing to transform, I find myself using examples that really don't apply. However, they're still funny and you know, relatable, so our shelf life now has gone from like 60 seconds to maybe six minutes, and if we're living in different households, it's like 60 minutes, so it's a beautiful thing. So we know, as people of faith, that things and people cannot, will not keep us happy right? It, they, they don't. I know about being in the penthouse and the doghouse, literally and figuratively, when it comes to life and things. And I know that when you have all you need, then a sense of contentment is, and joy is like the state of being. And so it doesn't have a shelf life. It is your life. And so happiness as we get older, I think we realize it's an inside job. You know, I have kids for, who ask for extravagant things. You know, I'll be happy with a new phone or a new car, and I'm like, oh, actually, I know you won't, so I'm not gonna give you anything. So it's like perfect way to handle those things. So here's the thing about blessed. It means sacred, holy, and set apart. It also means happy. So the B-E-A-T-I means blessed. Blessed, blessed are we. That's the verses we're going to be talking out of tonight. So in Christianity, it means enjoying happiness is when we are blessed. So crazy truth about my life. I felt the most blessed when I was really, by anybody's standards, to be the most stressed. And I felt the most being a hot mess when really in the kingdom of God, I was the most blessed. So I've always got it flipped upside down and turned around, those of you who know me. And I'm just trying to see with a little greater clarity that some of these lessons from Jesus do not have to be learned on the field trip. We can actually learn them in the classroom. Okay, I'm a field tripper, so I have to learn everything the hard way. And so this teaching of Jesus is from the Sermon of the Mount. Now, I dropped my little piece of paper, so bear with me. I want to refresh your memory on this, God, this, this um, Matthew teaching, Matthew 5. It's interesting because Matthew talks about the Sermon on the Mount, and so does Luke. It's not in all four Gospels. There's eight Beatitudes in, in Matthew's Gospel. I think four, don't quote me on that, in Luke's. And it was this time where Jesus was doing his teaching. So he saw the crowds. 
he went, they were, went up on the mountainside and they sat down because they knew that the teacher was coming, right? We know when the student is ready, the teacher appears and there came the students and there came Jesus as the teacher. And he said, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful because they have been shown mercy and blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called the children of the God of God and blessed are you who are persecuted for the kingdom of God is yours. So I love that. I love this teaching from Jesus and I thought I would just spend a little time unpacking it. So here's what's cool. We want the Beatitudes to be our attitude, right? How different would our life be if we all were living our life and being the actual Beatitudes? And what's so crazy about Beatitudes slash happy, holy, sacred, set apart is there's 826 verses in scripture about being blessed or being happy. So I'm thinking this was an important thing, right? So back to happiness. A frequency of positive emotions, contentment, and intense joy. So here's what I know. Blessed and happy right where we are is a gift. When we can be blessed right where we are and not where we wish we would have, should have, or could have been, we show up very differently. What I've recognized is whenever I'm unhappy, the common denominator is me right? The common denominator is me when I ain't happy. And unpacking these blessings from Jesus, maybe you can relate to some of them. So they're spiritual, they are to be internalized, and they show up in not only Matthew, as I said, Luke's gospel as well. So for purposes of unpacking this, I just want to let you know that I have taken a translation from a different version than a Catholic version. And not because I don't love the Catholic Bible, it's because it helps me to understand on a deeper level, a different translation. And so I, I, it's a little bit different in the way it delivers and maybe even easier to relate. So here, here's what the message says. It says, when Jesus saw these huge crowds, he recognized that they were committed to him, that they were willing to climb with him. So in other words, they were his climbing companions. So those of us who feel like we're always climbing, right? We're either climbing or we've like fallen all the way down the mountain. Jesus stood there and he said, blessed are you when you are poor. What he meant by that was you are blessed when you are absolutely at the end of your rope, when you got nothing to give. So poor, when you have absolutely nothing to give, is when you need more of God and his plan for your life. So when it comes to being poor, like this is back to the lesson in the a classroom versus the field trip, like I didn't need a lesson, I needed a lifeguard. Like I could not save myself when it came to this particular concept. So blessed are you when you are poor. Blessed are you when you are mourning. Mourning anything, mourning anyone, mourning what you hoped would be, mourning what you've recognized could never be, because this, this verse from Jesus says, you are blessed when you feel like you have lost the thing most dear to you.
because then and only then can you embrace the one who always shows up and never leaves, which is Jesus. So when we feel like we're, we're in this place of losing what we could not live without, I just encourage you that the only way out is through and you learn the love of God and the mercy of God when you feel like you got nothing. So I love that. When you're mourning, blessed are the meek, the meek. You're blessed when you are content with who you are, right? There's something about the comparison trap. Like we want more, we want less, and we, when we realize we have exactly what we need, we don't need any more or we don't need any less. Like that's when we are the proud owners of all the things that money cannot buy. Some love, joy, and peace, and patience, and kindness, and faithfulness, and gentleness, and self-control, right? When we are meek, it is not weak. When we are meek, we show up so God can show off and use us in mighty ways. And that means that we surrender. We surrender every limiting belief that we let confine us or we allowed it to define us. And we recognize that if it just reminds us of where we've been and how God has showed off when all we did was show up, we meekly, not weakly, enter into that so willingly and knowing it is a time and a place of blessedness. I love that. Blessed are the hungry. Like, that doesn't mean this kind of hungry. Blessed are the hungry, those who hunger for truth and justice, right? We're seeing that. We're not seeing enough of those people, right? We're only seeing the people who are not showing up in those ways. This scripture says, blessed are you when you got an appetite for God. You are blessed when the only fill you need is God himself, because that is what we really thirst and hunger for, right? This hungry for truth and justice says, the truth is the truth if no one believes it, and a lie is a lie if everyone believes it. Because if we're showing up hungry for truth and justice, we're here to make a difference and not a point. We're here to show up morally and ethically and spiritually in ways that the world says, oh no, they're getting in the gray and we're staying in the black and white when we hunger and thirst for what is good and what is one and truly and right and just. Love that. Number seven, you are blessed. This is the merciful one. You are blessed when you care. When you care. Like mercy trumps judgment. And when we can show up from a platform of mercy, that is the recognition that God did not give us what we deserve. He actually acted in us and through us in the ways that he does towards us. And so that mercy that trumps judgment allows what's done to be done. I like to think of God's mercy as an etch-a-sketch. Like when you, when you really shake it, there's just not a trace of what was there because that is the way his mercy pours out on us. I love that. Blessed are you when you have a pure heart. Gosh, don't we just know that the heart is the hardest part? See, because what flows out of our heart is what flows into our lives. And if our heart ain't right, nothing is right. So it says you're blessed when your inside world and your mind and your heart are put right. Because then you see the outside world through the lens 
of faith with the eyes of God. See, our heart can be the problem or our heart can be the solution. Some of us need a new one. Go get one because he promises to place a new heart within us. He promises to make all things new. It just requires you. I, I just love that. Uh, blessed are they who are the peacemakers. Gosh, I can't tell you how many people I, I know who say like, I'm sick of being the one who has to show up. Why is it always me? Like, why do I have to extend the olive branch? And so it says here that you're blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete. When you can show them what love is instead of hate, when you can show them that tick for tack, like, no, I, I just got your back. That, that's not how I'm showing up because I'm showing up as a peacemaker because that's when we discover who we really are and our place in God's family. See, and when we're a peacemaker, sometimes it's saying sorry for something that we didn't do anything wrong. See, if sorry fosters a reconciliation, it's an apology that doesn't mean I'm wrong. It just means I value you and us connecting more than I value being right. You've heard me say a million times that in a relationship, nobody's right. Because if somebody's right, that means somebody's wrong. And if anybody leaves feeling wrong, then we have lost a connection. And a connection is the way into, a relationship is a way in which two things are connected. So we don't want to be right. We want to be understood. We want to be heard. I value the relationship more than I value my ego. That's what it means to be a peacemaker. I love the acronym for ego, edging God out. And don't we, like, don't we just do that? Don't we just want to be right instead of creating peace? I love that. Blessed are you who are persecuted. What came to mind on this one is the time that I got the letter in the mailbox that said, everybody in the town hates you, move away. And I thought, well, blessed am I. Blessed am I that I be persecuted because it says I am blessed when my commitment to God provokes persecution. We are blessed when our commitment to God provokes persecution. Like that is so crazy because what it does is it drives, your, drives us deeper into the kingdom. See, all of this is the exact opposite of what the world says. This says the opposite of the, what the world says is going to make us happy. In every one of these beatitudes, Jesus says you're blessed when everything is not what it's supposed to be according to the world. So here I wrote, like, I'm a Jesus freak and a Bible thumper, and I'm okay with being called either. Like, I'm okay with that. My kids say, Mom, you make everything about God. And I'll say, well, if you don't believe in God, go in your room and hold your breath. See how that works? Because it's always about God. It starts with God, it ends with God, and everything in between is God. So blessed are you when you are persecuted. The last one. Blessed are you when you can count yourself. No, not only... Wait, Bear with me. Count yourselves blessed every time people put you down, throw you out, or speak lies about you. Because what it means is that the truth is too close for comfort and they are uncomfortable. 
Now, while our goal is not to create division, it's to recognize that what people say and do and how they show up is almost always about them. And we always have the choice to extend that olive branch and be the peacemaker. So it's not about self-significance. It's about self-surrender. It's about self-sacrifice. It's about self-service, because I want to be that. Because this says, if I'm that, then I'm happy and I'll know it and I might even clap my hands. So blessed are the poor, the mourning, the meek, those who hunger and thirst. Blessed are the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers, and those who are persecuted. So if you're happy and you know it, don't you clap your hands? If you're happy and you know it, don't you stomp your feet? If you're happy and you know it and you really want to show it, don't you want to shout it to everyone? See, because the culture contradicts what the kingdom of God promotes. And we're clapping our heads wanting for God to show up and wanting to show up like him because his presence is guaranteed in all of those beatitudes. There's a promise attached to all of them. We're stomping our feet saying we are willing to be made powerful in our weakness. And we're shouting because we're waiting for God's promises to be delivered because he is faithful to deliver what he says he's gonna deliver. So if you're happy and you know it, then your face will surely show it. And you know that my kids always, when they see my face, they say, what's wrong? For 18 years, that's how my kids greeted me. What's wrong? Now they never ask me that. Because literally my face really shows that I've been all those things. And I have been the most blessed when by the world standards, I should have been totally stressed. And I have been a hot mess when by the kingdom of God, I was the most blessed. So we're happy when what we say and do is consistently what Jesus calls us to. We are happy when what we say and do is what Jesus calls us to. So we move from image to likeness and we continue to pray to be the Beatitudes. So when you're happy and you know it, Thank you for journeying with Judy on the Journey with Judy podcast. Blessed are we. Blessed are we, says Jesus. Blessed are we. Regardless of the situation or circumstance, we are blessed. Every one of those beatitudes comes with a promise, and I pray those promises will be yours. And please, my friends, don't hesitate to reach out in whatever way is comfortable for you, because I do help people get past the past. I help people uncover the truth and dispel the lies that hold them back. So do not hesitate to reach out. It is never too late to be who God has called you to be. Amen and amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of Journey with Judy. To learn more about Judy's coaching ministry, receive a complimentary session, and other services she offers, visit judyhair.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. And remember, it's never too late to be who God called you to be.
These are unprecedented times for our world, our nation, and our faith. Cities are being burned. The debate rages over our national identity, and a global pandemic has shut down our parishes and deprived the faithful of the sacraments. Times like these can challenge our faith and our hope. Now more than ever, Catholics need to utilize technological advances to strengthen their faith. Endorsed by faithful bishops and cardinals, Breadbox Media is answering this need by providing on-demand podcasting that is faithful to the magisterial teachings of the Catholic Church. Our podcasts let you nurture your faith at any location, at your convenience, and at no cost. We are able to provide this free service because of the generosity of our donors. Would you consider giving a donation today to support this vital ministry? Not only is your donation tax deductible, but you will be helping to transform hearts, minds, and our culture for Christ. Donations can be made by going to breadboxmedia.com. Thank you, and may God bless you.